Recorded at 2023's Equip and HNA show in Louisville, Kentucky, here's your host, TV personality and hardscapes contractor, Matt Blashaw. All right, so state your name, where you're from, name your company, and your position. Brady Berkey, the Yard Barbers out of T, South Dakota. I am the COO. All right, man, you got, you got to tell me, who came up with the name and, and who came up with the design? Because you guys are swagged out. Yeah, so we, well, so I'm 25. So when we were 14, we came up with the name. And we wanted a name that just kind of, you can't forget, really. So we came <laughs> I'm up. I'm never going to forget it. Yeah, so we came up <laughs> with this name. And then we went through some logo changes. And then, like, two years ago, we went to a guy. And we're like, we need a better logo. We just need something simple that you can see, read easily. Yeah. And turned out to be a pretty nice-looking logo. It kind of looks like Yard Crashers a little bit. Remember that show on uh, DIY HTTV? Uh, maybe I've seen it a time or two. I don't know. Yeah, no, the host was kind of a jerk, so they kind of kicked it off. The sure. Year. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure. all right. So, did you know you were going to be a lawn barber since 14? Like, when did you start your passion for the green industry? Yeah, when we were 14, we were, our brother-in-law had a lawn business, and then he didn't want to do it anymore, so he shoved some accounts over to us, and we just kept doing it, and and I just built it from there. Man, it's, the logo's awesome. Because I got to tell you. you, I mean, how, in South Dakota, how many, how many you know, uh, you know uh, landscape companies are there that do maintenance? Quite a bit. Quite a bit, right? Yeah. How do you stand out? This. That. I mean, it really does because people are going to remember that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, instead of just like Joe's mowing, you know, yeah. you got the yard barbers, you got the sun. And I'm sure your trucks have it on as well. And as big as you can get them. <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant. Thank and you. You're driving around town, and and I moved uh, from California to Kansas City. Okay. And um, I, I tell you, when I first moved there, I saw these guys with all their logos on all their trucks, and it's not like that in California. And I went, that is brilliant. Yep. Because you are a running billboard. Yep. And people call you from your trucks, right? All all the time, every yeah. day. And and it's a little bit of an investment mm -hmm. to start, but would you say you got that back? Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, you should see our trucks. It's, you can't miss us. I, can't, I hope I get a hat. If I have an extra hat, <laughs> you can take his hat. I love it. It's just awesome. All right, so, um, so tell me about the challenges uh, in, in the industry. So, for, for example, supply chain issues, uh, customer demand, re uh, regulations that you guys have. Yeah, so, I mean, South Dakota is very, very relaxed. Like, there's not, we don't have very many regulations, but uh, I think the biggest challenge is customers have been get, getting in, like, now, I need it now. So the challenges with that is how can we support it with, you know, there's, there's labor issues, but um, we've brought on a lot of key people by incentivizing them, you know, with wages, company trucks, company phones, health insurance, 401k, and that's, that's been drawing a lot of good help in. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the customers are just, coming a little unrealistic in today's society no so <laughs> they're all so yeah. well i mean I, there's good ones and there's bad ones right yep. you get those ones every so often you're like ah, this is fantastic mm -hmm. and then you get the one that just texted me like two seconds ago of like why didn't this happen yesterday well yep. because you went on vacation for two weeks yep right yeah so and, and when you want it now so how do you handle those customer expectations do you set that up because yeah. you don't want to call on Sunday night. No, no, we, we have very clear expectations. So we actually run on EOS, 
Um, and that's, you know, just that's part of our, like, even with our team, I have clear expectations. I have ELS. Yep. EO, EOS. US. Entrepreneurial Operating System. Ooh. All right. Talk to me about that. So that's, uh, so you, it's, it's called traction too. So it's basically where everybody's got a seat, everybody's got a role and, um, you got metrics that we track on a, you know, our weekly scorecard. It's a, it's just basically, it's a system that holds everybody accountable. And if you're not the right person in that right seat, find somebody who is. Wow. And it keeps the business humming. That's awesome. And then, so, and then you incentivize upon yeah. good production? Yeah. That's fantastic. And I think that's one of the biggest things, because, you know, the gentleman that was just here before me, he said, how do I, it's hard to find guys that want to work. Yeah. And then keeping them there. Sure. And for my guys, I incentivize, incentivize, yeah. right? So whether it's small things like a party at the end of the year, mm-hmm. bonuses, right? Making sure I, you know, I swag my guys out as sure. well, you know, sure. so they don't have to find clothes in the morning. Yeah. It's like, it's the small things like that, yeah. right? Sure, it's going to cut into your bottom line, but in the long run, it's yeah. going to keep your business running. Yeah, I, I think if you can find the right guys right now, and yeah, the bottom line might hurt a little bit with some things, but you'll, you'll win in the long run. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so no one would think like, you know, landscape company, you know, maintenance, mm-hmm. you run on EOS, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But something like that, even if you're like, well, this is probably not for me, it definitely works. Oh, yeah, that's what really 360 our business. It's just, it, it's clean It's clean and simple, and if you follow it, you'll see the changes, and then if you don't follow it, you'll be stuck in the same rut you were before. Well, because how are you going to meet expectations mm-hmm. if they don't know what it is, mm-hmm. right? And you got to set those expectations. And that's something I said with my employees, that this is what you're expected to do. Yep. And if you don't do it, then we need to talk. Obviously, yep. someone that's going to be better for the job. Yep. It's fantastic. Yep. Yeah, clear communication. Yes, All right, sir. so what's the, what's the biggest challenge that you've been facing besides the crazy winters? Uh, well, yeah, last winter we had 80 inches of snow, yeah, so that was crazy. Uh, my challenges is just kind of we're at the point where we're you know I'm delegating more of my role, so you know I wear a lot of hats at the moment, but just delegate. That's my hardest part right now is finding that person, giving them the you know SOPs to do their job correctly, and then just delegating it off. Now are you owner? I am owner. Yeah, cool. I'm the owner of my business, and I tell you, I got caught up in that same thing. Yeah, where I'm trying to do so many things yeah. and spread myself thin. I'm letting clients down. Yep. I'm letting employees down. Yep. I'm not able to do, and it, it, it really was just me finally saying delegating. Mm-hmm. I need a CPA. I need an accountant. I need yep. a project manager, yep. right? Mm-hmm. How important is that to add those positions, and how slowly or quickly do you add them? Um, it was tough at first, but when you finally get your head around the big picture, um, you know, I think everybody gets stuck in the business as I'm the owner. I can do everything the best. I can tell you right now, I cannot troubleshoot the irrigation issues the best. That's what our irrigation technicians are for, and they're way better at. Our mowing crews, same thing. Fertilizer techs, same thing. Salesmen, same thing. Admin, same thing. Um, yeah, just like you know, going back to the U.S., give them clear expectations on what they need to do, follow the standard operating procedures, and things work. Yeah, you know, and you're setting it up because... <coughs> Not to say you're ever going to sell the business, but you're yep. young. Yep. But how are you going to sell the business if you're doing every position? Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And so now you can spend time, spend time with the family, mm-hmm. relax, go on vacations, yep. and not have to get a phone call yep. in the middle of a nice dinner 
yep. you know, yep. when, when you're uh, when you're in New York or something. Yes, sir. All right. So, um, all right. So t- talk to me about the current trends. I got to hear about this. Uh, you've noticed in the green industry, you know, you got battery operated. Yeah. You got GPS. Yeah. Um, so tell me about some of the trends, some of the tech that you're seeing in the green industry. Yeah. So what battery power will. I always tell everybody South Dakota is like three years behind the leading industry people. Uh, so battery power, we haven't really even looked into. Like, it's just not a thing in South Dakota. Um, we, I would guess, that's kind of why I came to is kind of see what the new trends are. Because I just, I don't watch YouTube anymore, like, for this type of stuff. Like, my day-to-day is strictly business and non-distractions. That's why I kind of came here to see what's out there. But um, like the liquid brine, we're really big into liquid brine. That's kind of a market trend. I mean, that was a couple of years ago, but we've been, we're 100% liquid. Um, you know, we utilize like the Snow Raiders, SSVs, Bentrax. Is it 60? I would say it's 60. Uh, so I, I, the reason I ask is because there is a company that is uh, uh, in Kansas City. Okay. They run robots. Sure. Four robots. Sure. And I see them all over the place. Sure. And no one's mowing them. Is it like the, like zero turn mo- robots or that's the little ones? The, I mean, well, I think they're they're con- you know commercial grade, like yeah. they got over here. Yeah. Right. So yeah. they're running that. Do you see that as a positive? Do you see that as a negative? Do you see that as a trend that's going to be kind of taking over? Uh, I see it as a trend taking over for the residential market. Actually, we're that's kind of what we're talking about at the moment is. Uh, doing a test with some of our clients where like uh, we'll we'll put one of these in and then we'll uh, a crew will go once out a week sharpen the blades trim the trim the edges edge below and do anything else on maintenance wise for that so you'll you know you'll still need manpower but less of it all right so, so tell me about one of your projects is your best success story that you've had as an owner oh <clears throat> I would say our best success was actually snow removal. We are phenomenal at snow removal. Um, about two years ago, we we went full in on snow, and we bought snow raiders, loaders with metal pluses, back blades, liquid de-icing, uh, and adapted the new, like kind of just the new way of doing snow. And we have exploded. Um, results are there. You know, we'll... We get the same amount of work done with 40 guys as a company with 80 because of the, you know, we're not, we're taking selective properties. I'm not going to take on a property where it's all hand shoveling. I'm going to take a property where I can get a snow raider on it. Um, And we're still making, you know, phenomenal money. Mm -hmm. We don't do any of this hourly snow removal. It's all per push. We know our production. We know what it's going to take us. So our profit margins are consistent. That's awesome. So our, our biggest success was revolutionizing our snow removal game inside of our golf ball. Not reinventing the wheel, right? Yes. Yeah, and that's that's really important. It's like, yep. hey, because it's got to be profitable. You've got to make your business. And and I get killed on labor costs yep. sometimes where I'm looking at a job that's going to take this long, yep. and they'll be like, well, what if we do this and complicate them? I was like, listen, there's going to be so much time and try to figure it out or dig it out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But if you can just get a machine in and out there and you can selectively choose it, yep. that's how you make your money, right? Yep. Is it essential in our areas to do snow? Because I know some that do like Christmas lights, right? Yeah, so, I mean, if you're like talking like people in Indianapolis or something, I mean, 
like I don't even know they get like eight inches of snow a year so really I mean I don't see the investment in in purchasing snow removal equipment for those types of situations but like where we are where we average 45 inches of snow a year we can't hang Christmas lights up in the winter because it's snowing it's blowing you know it's just above zero degrees so you can't really put a light shingle clip into a rough because it's not going to even go in so for us yeah snowmobile is it's a big thing we're actually in the talks of trying to convert everybody over to like a monthly payment plan so that way we can keep on you know with the 80 inches last year it hurt our clients but the two years before that we had like 40 inches combined the two years before that and that was hurting us yeah but that's all you get a fixed income mm -hmm. fixed income is huge right because then you could properly manage yep. and know that know your outcome, yep. right, at the end of the day. Um, right, so a couple more questions. So, so uh, what are some common misconceptions that you hear about your industry? Um, you know, such as like, you know, unsustainable, right? It's not green. Yeah. Uh, or that it's considered easy. You guys yeah, are just easy, on a mower. Easy, easy. You know, well, how well, hard is that? Yeah, I, I mean, we hear it's, oh, it's, it's not too bad. It, it'll, like... Easy. We, we, you know, we get guys who are clients that'll say, yeah, it'll take you like two hours to do this cleanup. And I'm like, no, this will take eight hours. No. I mean, if I got out here with my push mower, it wouldn't be that hard. It's easy. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Then get out there and do it. Then. Exactly. That's what I say. It was like, yeah, well then go ahead and try. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'll just dig in a couple holes. No problem. Well, then, you know, be my guest. Yep. Just I mean, do it. the thing about the green industry, which is, it's, it's great, but I mean, like, I'll be honest, it's a low point of entry. Um, business. Anybody can cut a yard. Anybody can, can you know, weed whack. It's the companies that you know. We kind of use maintenance as the gateway. The mowing is the gateway service to our irrigation, our cleanups, bush trimming, holiday lighting, um, fertilizing and weed control. Um, but you know, there's a difference. You know, in of guys who show up consistently and do a good job every week and the guy that has that Home Depot $800 push mower that he didn't show up this week because his girlfriend's daughter was throwing a fit or something. And he charges 30 and you're at 60. Yeah. So. Uh -huh. Well, they're gonna get $30 service. Yes. And yeah. not the $60 service. All day yeah. long. Yeah, and you, gotta, and you gotta show people why that's why it's worth it, Yep. right? Uh, all right, so how old are you? Uh, 25. That's insane that yeah. you own a company this big. How many employees you got? 19. 19 employees. You're 25 years old. Yep. What did you do at 16, man? Like, what were you? <laughs> I was mowing yards. I mean, that's just awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot to take on. Yeah, it is. So yes. someone like you, young kid, yep. wants to get in the industry. Yep. What would your advice be? Uh, don't overcomplicate things. Keep it simple. How so? Um... You know, that's kind of the EOS system as well. Do what you're good at. What are you good at? Um, and do it. And do it really well. And then find somebody else. So like, if you're really good at mowing yards, mow yards, do a great job, build your client base, then find somebody who's really good at, at irrigation. Add them to your team. You know, just do what you're good at and keep producing the same results and things will come. I mean... I remember when I was 20 years old and I was so discouraged because I wanted this big company and I had two employees. No, things take time. 
if, if you're patient and you keep working and you're growing every single day, it takes time. I mean, I'm 25. To me, I feel old because I've been doing it for 11 years, but it takes time and yeah, we're at 19 employees now, so. Man, I want to call you in 10 years to see where you're at. Sure. You're going to own South Dakota. It's going to be amazing. That's the plan. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, hurt that you already had built-in employees yeah. coming out. These are all your buddies from high school? Uh, we, have, we have one from high school, one's my brother-in-law, and then one's his friend. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. These so, are kind of our core leader guys. Well, and that's important because you already got loyalty mm -hmm. built into your employees. Yep. Right? Everybody's kind of in the same kind of mindset. Yep. Yeah. And, and I know there's a couple companies, landscaping companies in Kansas City that are employee-owned. Yeah. Right? Which I've always I've been kind of looking into that sure. structure. Sure. Because that gives everyone the opportunity to Skin make more. Skin of the more. game. Skin yep. of the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You make more because I want, I do bonuses based upon, you know, jobs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. if, you, if we complete a project and we're in budget, right, I'm going to pad my a little bit to give them sure. money. Yep. Right. Money motivates, but it also kind of lets them, as I make more money, I want you to make more yeah. money. Exactly. And that's really important. Yeah. Uh, one last question, right? What do you see? How, how do you see uh, the green industry evolving? Um, so, like you were saying, everybody's heavy in robotics. I don't see robotics being a thing, like, majorly in, in maybe 10 years. I think 10 years from now is when robotics will be a very big thing. Um, I think the companies that will win are the companies that find good help, keep them around, train them. And they will be expensive to the clients, but... I think clients have gotten to the point now where they're so demanding that they will pay that price. And I think that is where I think the market is going. Yeah. And, and I know for sure that people will pay mm -hmm. that money. Mm -hmm. And people, in fact, won't go with the lowest bidder because they've been bit before. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're going to pay a little bit extra money because they want to know it's going to be done and going to be done right. Yep. I could tell you do that. Yep. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me. Thank uh, thanks for coming. And uh, I'm going to go to South Dakota. Real soon, cool. but not in the winter time. No. All right. You'll 52 get... inches of snow. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you'll get a little cold. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to snow shovel me out. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Nice to meet you, brother. Nice to meet you. All right. Thanks for tuning in to Confessions of the Craft. Ensure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast so you can be the first to hear new episodes and discover previous ones. Follow Site One on Facebook, X, formerly known as Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn for the latest trends and industry updates.